Welcome back to Aesthetically Displeasing, where we talk about all things spooky, stupid, and displeasing. I'm Melanie. And I'm Nicole. Welcome back. Yay. Do you have any news? Um, well, next weekend's Melanie's birthday. Yeah. So Nicole I don't have any. It is one month and two days older than me. I don't have any freaking haunted boxes, but I re-gifted you <laughs> the gift you early got present. Me. I love them. I want something to have. I'm still waiting. There's no update on them. They're not doing anything except for hanging out and apparently giving my mom good luck. Yeah, what the heck? Okay, so in our last episode, or the two episodes ago, we talked about how the brain can do, like, freaky things. You did a story on I that? did. Well, it's not a story. It's, like, a listicle. <laughs> nice. It's a compilation of scary brain things. Ooh. Yes. I like it. Super, super <gasps> creepy to start us off. The mm-hmm. weirdest thing that I saw, it was just on Reddit. Did you get all of this from Reddit? No. Oh. Actually, a lot of these are from, like, the NHS. Mm. Like, So, yeah, I got all these from, like, reputable sources. Neurology Live. Very nice. Mm-hmm. Healthline and WebMD. <laughs> okay, so to start us out mm-hmm. is our interpretation of the world. Okay. Because (laughs) when you, like, see things, it's not an exact representation of the external reality, but it's a translation from your eyes that goes through your brain. Oh, God. So we see, like, an approximated viewable image produced by our brain. So it's like what we're seeing could not be fully real. And then the other thing that I know is completely true. So everyone actually sees the world a little bit differently because we see colors and things like that differently. Mm -hmm. Like I've had like actual arguments with my sister where like I was looking at something. It was very obviously red and she was like, that is orange. But we just were literally perceiving it differently. So I saw that that was freaky. Like it is weird that like we're so that. In college, I had a um, volunteer for Girl Scouts, and there was this little girl who was, like, just, her mom was, I don't know how she handled this kid, but she was like, listen, every single color is just what you think it is because we tell you that that's what that color is. So, like, whatever you see, like, if I'm seeing blue and someone else is seeing green and our teacher is saying that that's purple, yeah, we're just going <laughs> to perceive it as purple. And but then she like went off on like, so what you think is white is actually bright pink, and I was like, I don't think so, ma'am. But okay, (laughs) (laughs) she was a she was a you know a reincarnate of someone like oh way above her her age. That's crazy, but that's true. Like people will perceive like green different colors. Like there was a case that I just listened to that the two daughters like said two different colors of a car that they were witnesses to and so they can uh, never link it but yeah, if you pull up like the actual color they both say like that's the color we saw it's the same <gasps> color but they describe it differently. oh my gosh yeah that's so freaky mm-hmm. so yeah so what we're seeing could not be like what's actually there it's just what awesome. our brain interprets it as okay so now we're gonna go into some syndromes the first is capgrass syndrome This is a very rare disorder where the brain recognizes familiar people or objects as imposters. Have you heard of this before? No. Yeah. So the people who suffer from this condition 
truly believe that their loved ones have been replaced by identical looking imposters. I feel like my nanny might have had this. <laughs> yeah. And they can also think that like an imposter replaced um, a pet or an inanimate object, like oh. a special object. So like my bear that I've had since I was like three, mm-hmm. like I could think like that's not actually softy like that he's been replaced, but it's also identical. That's weird. It's super creepy. Um, so brain damage in the bifrontal right, right limbic and temporal regions can cause this. It leads to confused memory functions um, and reality perceptions. I don't like this. I know. It's like, it's from a brain injury, which really freaks me out because you can get a head injury so easily, I feel like. Mm -hmm. Um, It causes an inability to integrate emotional information processing and facial recognition correctly. So you're literally just seeing someone wrong and then it, confuses the emotional part of your brain what the hell people with alzheimer's dementia epilepsy pituitary tumors and parkinson's disease patients can experience capgrass syndrome and oh my god people who experience capgrass syndrome need to get um diagnosed and treated really quickly because of their propensity for violence because they will attack the people Right. Mm -hmm. That's why it scares me with Alzheimer's. Like my great grandma had Alzheimer's Mm -hmm. and she wouldn't recognize my grandma. So she would like, I'm shocked that we didn't get the cops called on us because she would scream that Mm -hmm. like she didn't know the person who was with her. Yeah, exactly. It's so scary. It is. Um, But Capgrass syndrome has not been addressed um, by the DSM-5 because it's so rare. So it's not an actual recognized disorder by the DSM-5. So how? Hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm shocked that. Why didn't they add it? I don't know. Because it's, it's so rare. rare. Yeah, that's I, all it said is like a They're footnote. Like, it was it's on not like an, worth it to republish yes, this. Yes, it was on. I think this is the one that I got from um, NHS. And just like at the bottom of a footnote, it said, CS has not been recognized by the DSM-5. I was like, okay. Oh, that's funny. Still going to write about it. Okay. This is not a syndrome, but this is a disease. From 1917 to 1923... There was another pandemic mm-hmm. with it was encephalitis lethargica, also known as the sleeping sickness. Have you heard of this? Mm-mm. I had not. It first started in Europe and then spread around the world to North America and India. And about a third of the people who contracted it died. What? One of the symptoms... I thought you were just going to say, like, the flu or the cold or something. No. Because that was a pandemic in the 20s. I know. There was another one. But this one started in Europe. Um, So, one of the side effects... It's wild to live back in that. I know. There's like, don't know what's going on. That's why you had so many children. Yeah. Hopefully, one of them reaches adulthood. It's like a 50% survival rate. For real. So, the... This is why it is called the sleeping sickness. The victims who were still alive and conscious would find themselves in a frozen state where they were fully conscious but unable to move their body. Get out of here. And this could happen while they were asleep, so they would wake up and not be able to move, or while at their jobs or eating or talking. It's like sleep paralysis? Yes. But at any time. Yes, they did. It said that some of them did have limited speech and eye motion. Um, 
and sometimes it would cause them to be motionless for hours or several years. I think that's called a seizure or coma. <laughs> but they're awake. I know. That's, that's the thing terrifying. that's so scary about it. How do it. they know that they're awake? Because when they come to, they talk about it? I'm assuming so. That's why you got to be careful about who you what you talk about around people who look like they're I know, like not. Because they can totally mm-hmm. be listening. Um. One crazy thing about this is that some of the people who survived exhibited symptoms of Parkinson's disease Mm -hmm. and a group of the patients who survived and had Parkinson's disease like symptoms um, took an amino acid called (laughs) L-DOPA. It doesn't sound real, but it's L-D-O-P-A and responded well to it. Makes so sense. they like they developed Parkinson's from it, and it says the cause of encephalitis lethargica is still unknown. Although one theory is that brain inflammation triggered by bacteria responsible for sore throats mutated and provoked the immune system to attack the brain. So it was a sore throat bacteria that attacked the brain. Wait, so like the pandemic just went away? Like there was no, like okay, we're good now. I don't know. It was from 1917 to 1928. Mostly sure, in Europe. I'm sure they had a lot of medical articles back then. That's terrifying. I know. I think about last People are falling asleep. <laughs> extra, extra. People are falling like, asleep while well, I work. This generation's so lazy. For real. <laughs> this man was asleep for two years. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Yeah. Last of Us, like, we were yes. thinking about, we, Cody and I were talking about, like, um, Oh, we asked Alexa to give us a fun fact, and it was saying, like, spores from mushrooms can, like, take over them and mm-hmm. then, like, go into ants and stuff. And I was like, yeah, like, The Last of Us. And he was like, wait, what? That's real? And yeah. I was like, yeah, it's a real back. It's like a real parasite. Yeah. Terrifying. It's a real fungus. So, Cotter's syndrome is the next. This is also very rare. And the sufferer believes that they are dead or do not exist. They believe that they're what? they believe that they're dead and that their body is rotting. That's terrifying. There are about 200 known cases worldwide. People with this often forever or like currently. Like For, just like, like known ever. Wow. Yeah. Um people with this syndrome often become less social. I wonder why. <laughs> Sometimes they may stop speaking at all. Some others hear voices telling them that they are dead or dying. That's called schizophrenia. <laughs> yep. Um, the A lot of them also refuse to eat because they think that they're dead, so there's no point. And others may try to harm themselves to prove that they're dead. In one case from 2008, a 50-year-old woman was admitted to the hospital after her family called 911. They said that the woman believed that she was dead and she smelled like rotting fish. She then asked to be taken to the morgue so that she could be with the other dead people. What do you even do? I know. Also, she's got cleaner vagina. <laughs> For real. <laughs> um, it's usually a symptom of something deeper, such as dementia, um, encephalop- encephalopathy, a disease where a virus affects how your brain works. Epilepsy, migraine. Not migraines. Migraine. migraine. One. You get one migraine and you think that you're dead. Oh, Multiple sclerosis, Parkinson's disease, a stroke, subdural bleeding. Wow. So one of these happens to you and then you could get 
Cotard syndrome and think that you are dead. Do you come out of that? Do you come out of that? <laughs> I'm hoping so with therapy. That is what I would assume. That's terrifying. Or antipsychotic medication. Yeah, but like, how do you even? I wouldn't even do anything if I thought I was dead. Or I'm assuming or I bet it's, it's like super dangerous behavior. Like I can do whatever the fuck I want because I'm dead. I could because it said like self harm because it didn't matter because they're mm-hmm. dead. I'm assuming what hopefully happens is that family members are like, "You're not dead, so we're gonna go get you some help." Oh God, that's terrifying. Okay, so next is not a syndrome, but it is corpus callosum. That part of your brain, mm-hmm. corpus callosum injury. Okay. So do you know what happens if this gets um, injured or cut? No. So the corpus callosum is responsible for communication between the two halves of our brain. If it gets damaged or cut, the two hemispheres can start functioning independently. Okay. People with this condition are known as split brain, brain patients. An interesting excerpt from Mikio Kaku's book the future of the mind he said when i interviewed dr michael gazaniga of the university of california an authority on split brain patients i asked him how experiments can be done to test his theory there are a variety of ways to communicate separately to each hemisphere without the knowledge of the other hemisphere one can for example have the subject wear special glasses on which questions can be shown to each eye separately so that directing questions to each hemisphere is easy. How, how would one get that cut? Okay, so I'm going to go into it because I think that this is a little bit illegal. Um, there, this, is a, <laughs> this is the same doctor, but he said that um, he started working with a patient's left brain um, and asked what he would do after graduation. The patient replied that he wanted to be a draftsman. Um, but then when he asked the right brain the same question, um, the right brain can't speak. That's not the part of your brain that controls your speech. So he wrote the words automobile racer. Nice. So the left part of his brain wants to be a draftsman. And then the right side of his brain wants to be a NASCAR racer. Beautiful. Yeah. Okay. So. This is Roger Sperry. In the 1950s and 60s, he performed experiments on cats, monkeys, and humans to study the differences between the two hemispheres of the brain. Mm -hmm. So this is where we get a lot of the information about, because he cut brains in half. Started with animals first, but cut their brains in half, and that is how we got the knowledge that different halves of your brain are responsible for different things. Mm -hmm. I hate the history of our, like, medical system. I know. So... When he was experimenting with animals, he would cover one of their eyes and, like, show them a maze, and then that side of the brain could complete that maze. And then he would show them a different maze with the other eye, and then they could only complete that maze quickly if the correct eye was covered. Okay. Um, So that's what he was doing with animals because it doesn't kill them. Okay. So it's like I feel like it's a little bit more humane than what we usually do. Um, I guess. But then he moved on to human volunteers. Volunteers? When was this? This is in the 1950s and 60s. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it says that he used human volunteers who already had a severed corpus callosum. Mm -hmm. So really hoping that's true. (laughs) 
But it was in the 50s and 60s. So he would show a word to one of the eyes and found out that split brain people could only remember the word that they saw with that eye. Um, Next, he would show the participants two different objects, one to their left and one to their right, and then ask them to draw what they saw. All participants drew what they saw with their left eye and then described what they saw with their right eye. Oh, that's creepy. So he was able to conclude that the left hemisphere of the brain could recognize and analyze speech while the right hemisphere could not. Hmm. Because anything that they would see with their right eye, they couldn't verbalize it. Right. Oh, that's so, so creepy. So, yeah. So that's just super, super creepy. Wait, um, but, but this isn't, is... Isn't it separate? Am I wrong by thinking that? Like your left... I have left n- brain controls the other side of your... You are a scientist. <laughs> I'm a third grade teacher. You need to tell me these answers. How are you teaching the younger generation without knowing this? I teach you about the life cycle of plants. <laughs> Not the hemispheres of the brain. I don't even think they know what a hemisphere is. I don't know if we've covered that in geography yet by third grade. Yeah, the left the hemisphere govern, governs corresponding functions to the right side. So like... I don't know. I'm telling you. Yeah, I so. know. That's a, I'm saying I don't understand. So... Like, um, I would assume, okay, so he, like, cut whatever Corpus Christi or whatever it is. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> Corpus Colossum. What's Corpus Christi? That's, like, one of your legal rights. <laughs> it's a city in Texas. <laughs> oh, my God, cut all that out. It's a Catholic feast day. Oh, maybe that's why I'm thinking of it, though. Okay, but anyways. Yeah, cut all that out. <laughs> so anyways. so your your right eye and your right hand is controlled by your left side of mm-hmm. your brain. And then your right side of your brain controls your, le- your left hand. That's crazy. Well, this is in the 1950s and 60s, so maybe that's what he published. And then later on, they like re-edited it. I don't but even know this how you is, would know that, though. I don't know. But this is also a procedure that is done for um, usually children that have really, really, really severe epilepsy. They just chop that up. Yeah, because that because the neurons mm-hmm. fire between each. Oh. Like it fires from like one side of your brain to the other. And then when they cut that, then you can't have. Jesus Christ. Then. We have so much background noise. Phones ringing, alarms going off. Yeah, but then it helps with seizures. That's crazy. You know, know. maybe if our medical system cared about, you know, legalizing marijuana to treat illnesses yeah we wouldn't have to worry about chopping, chopping their brain in half <laughs> which also cody did a, a study in school for his capstone and actually when you are an adolescent and you're exposed to thc you have a higher risk of having dementia I think. oh my gosh or or parkinson's something mm-hmm. like that when you're older oh wow yeah That's so they, it's like the theory that like do you have the right as a parent to choose something for your child that yeah. will affect them later on? Absolutely. Life? But it doesn't matter that. because it was all a political agenda uh, yeah. to legalize marijuana because yeah. it's a Schedule One drug. Yeah. Hate it. Well, I live in Illinois, so I'm good. <sighs> okay. Yeah, yeah but if you work for the government, I guess you kind of do. But <laughs> I do work for the government, but I work for the bourgeoisie. <laughs> <laughs> but like, you can't, like, if, if I worked at a state crime lab, I couldn't. Oh, yeah, absolutely. 
I couldn't smoke the marijuana. Well, luckily, I'm employed by the state government, and the state government of Illinois says that marijuana is fine. What's funny is that they they don't like drug test teachers typically. So there's so mm-hmm. many teachers I know that like do coke on a regular basis. <laughs> Whatever gets you through the day. As long as they're not doing heroin and taking care of my Well, child. as long as they're not doing it at, at school. I don't give a shit what you do after 3.30. They're just shooting up heroin in the bathroom at 3.30? Snort, no, they're snorting, they're snorting coke to get through the last uh, yeah, half of the day. That's Yeah, I'm fine with whatever. You do what you gotta do. <laughs> All right, next is alien hand syndrome. Okay, out of here. I already hate this one. <laughs> this is also a rare neurological disorder in which one of your hands seems to have a will of its own. The hand can move independently (laughs) of what you want it to be doing and can even perform full actions or tasks that the person does not want it to be doing. I think this is right up. (laughs) I know it sounds like it. There's got to be someone religious that, like, doesn't want to be masturbating and their hand is, he's like, I'm sorry. I don't know know what my hand is doing. It just keeps moving up and down. I don't know what's happening. Um, The affected hand can move involuntarily um, (laughs) and do things like touching one's face, buttoning a shirt, picking up an object, or sometimes um, doing something, like, repeatedly or convulsively. Is this just Tourette's? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I don't believe this one. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> it sounds so fake. The, the alien hand is what it's called. Is described as incooperative and may even perform incorrect actions or fail to follow commands. It's like you want your hand to move and it won't. But you know what it can be linked to? What? Brain surgeries that separate the two hemispheres of the brain. This involves an incision along the corpus callosum. Maybe they should stop doing that. <laughs> I bet it's because they like accidentally damaged the other side of it. I cannot believe that. Why is it only hands? Why is it not like legs? <laughs> I literally just pictured like a like a like a like flailing. That's what I'm picturing. Kicking everything. Your toes are trying to pick up a chopstick that you dropped on the floor. How do you even explain that when you go in public? Like, sorry, I'm slapping you. I'm sorry, I'm kicking your child. (laughs) I'm trying to tell my leg to stop. I don't know what's happening. My leg just hasn't moved, so it just keeps kicking all these children. And if you said like I have alien hand syndrome, I'd be like. Sure. (laughs) All right, dude. So there's no uh, cure for alien hand syndrome, syndrome. except a nice soft bullet in your mouth. (laughs) Some people get this after having a brain injury, brain illness, or a stroke and can recover after time. Um, sometimes it can be treated using muscle control therapies, um, such as Botox and neuromuscular blocking agents. Do you think Medicare pays for that? (laughs) I need some Botox in my hand. It won't stop moving. It sounds like it's cosmetic surgery. I don't think insurance would cover that. 
I don't know. You can get like Botox in your hands for the people that have the, um, there's a condition where like the capillaries in your hands restrict and it makes your hands really, really cold and really, really sweaty. Yeah. You can get Botox in your hands I didn't for know. that. You can't get like, usually if you have a deviated septum, you can't get surgery because that's called like cosmetic because it's a nose. That's stupid. Um, a nose job. That's stupid. Mm-hmm. There's also mirror box therapy, cognitive therapy, and learning task behavioral therapies that can help manage symptoms. Do you know what mirror box therapy is? It's basically where it's um a lot of times it happens for, have you heard of phantom limb syndrome? Mm-hmm. <laughs> They'll do that. So like when they're trying to um like remember that the leg that they do not have is not hurting, they will literally set up a mirror to make it look like you have two legs again mm-hmm. and that like tricks your brain somehow. Yeah. So mirror box therapy is where they're using a mirror, like looking into a mirror to control that hand. I don't know how that works. I know that like they, they do experiments where they put like a fake arm in front of you and then a box between mm-hmm. your regular arm. And then they'll like tickle both with a feather. So you yeah. see the fake one and then they'll like do something to the, the fake one, and yeah. You can feel it in your actual hand. That's freaky. Mm-hmm. The I brain's like weird. I know. I don't like it. Um, it may also help to give your alien, <laughs> your alien hand. <laughs> may also help to give it verbal commands. Get out of here. However, <laughs> this method probably will not provide long-lasting effects. Hey, left hand. I stop flicking people. Oh my god! Well, that's the brain responds to that a lot because like, I know, yeah. With EMDR, like you have to, if your brain like keeps disassociating, you have to say like, "It's okay." Like I, I appreciate what you did for me mm-hmm. for protecting me, but like, I'm okay right now. I'm in a yeah. safe space. Like it's so weird that you like have to talk have to verbalize to it. I know. The last one is. I think it's the freakiest one. This is the very first one that I found. How can it be freaky? Well, so I put this one last because it's not solely from your brain, but it's really scary. Okay. This is the very first thing. I think all of these are scary. Even the alien hand one. (laughs) The alien hand one, I feel like, might be nice because then, like, you know, I don't know. You can explain anything, (laughs) you can just do whatever you want. Yeah. Sorry, it's just my alien hand. Exactly. Would you really want to be cured of that? Because then once you're cured, <laughs> can you still blame it on your alien? Yes. Head? I, just wouldn't, I, I wouldn't would, tell anyone I that I would got cured. punch people. Yeah. Like, like oh my God, I'm so sorry. I have alien hand surgery. You can right Google Right hand, it. you better knock it off. <laughs> right hand, stop punching people. <laughs> right hand, stop flipping that old lady off. <laughs> this is all probably caused from the lead poisoning that <laughs> this probably. generation has. Um, did you see that another lead poisoned boomer struck again? Mm-mm. There were there were two neighbors that were like in a fight for some reason, just out on their lawns, and then one of the neighbors continued to just like leaf blow his yard, mm-hmm. while the other neighbor went inside of his house, got a gun, came out, and shot him execution style in his driveway. Why? Yeah, and he's like an eighty something year old man. It's the only way that you can resolve conflict in that yeah, it's just generation. fucking shooting people. Well, I guess our generation, too, since... I know. There's kids that do it, too. Mm-hmm. Logan just had to break up a fight when he was at work. They were helping... Um, I remember someone, like, outside of the business needed help, and so, like, they're there at the ambulance doing stuff, getting him, like, on the stretcher. 
And then all of a sudden they see two teenage girls get off the school bus, start full out fist fighting. So actually Logan didn't have to break up the fight. They told him to stay with the patient. And then the other paramedics had to like run over and be like, stop. Oh my God. They had to physically pull them apart. So they were fighting on the bus, waited until they got off the bus, waited until it drove away and then started full out boxing each other on the corner of the street. That's like the two drunk girls we saw when we first moved to Iowa City and they were in an alley full on beating the shit out of each other. A cop drives by and I've never seen two people that were so drunk walk so perfectly normal. Did they walk away from each other? No, they, they walked, walked in the, with each other down the alley. They got the all alley. their anger out. They were like... <laughs> Okay, I'm good. And they walked like I've never seen someone walk so straight. And they were like flopping all around. Oh my god! I thought I was like losing my. I might have. Did had they my start corpus. fighting again? No, because they didn't know when the cop left. I don't even know how they know the knew the cop. Oh my! Because it, it was behind them, mm-hmm. so I don't know how they saw it. It was weird. That's super weird. It was very weird. All right, you ready for the creepiest one? Yeah. This is Charles Bonnet syndrome. Okay. People with this syndrome may see small people and animals, bright moving shapes, or distorted and scary faces. Many people call this syndrome a portal to a parallel reality. So these are technically hallucinations, but they are caused by you losing a lot of your sight. So you can't see very well anymore, Mm -hmm. and then you're eyes and your brain are completely misinterpreting what it is able to see and are giving you oh my god that's terrifying yeah and are making you see terrifying things are you though or maybe are you just seeing the truth maybe (laughs) it is not caused by any mental health problem or dementia or anything like that it is because the eye's retina converts light into a visual message for the brain and when a person is not able to do this it can result in charles bonnet syndrome so it's just that their eyes are not sending the correct signals to the brain the hallucinations can be simple like bright colored patterns um like shapes or lines that just show up everywhere you see um or you see people animals objects or places that are not there the images can be moving or completely still so you're walking around and what you're seeing doesn't move with you walking and turning your heads. Mm-hmm. Um, and it can also make you only be able to see in black and white. That is terrifying. Just like you temporarily go completely colorblind. And these hallucinations can either happen for a few minutes or several hours. So it's also not constant. So it's just random. That's, yeah, and that's what scares me about this is because you already have limited vision. But mm-hmm. you're able to see what you can see. And then all of a sudden your eyes and your brain just completely mess up what they're seeing and you start hallucinating. And so they feel like they have stepped into a parallel universe because they're going about their day, seeing what they're able to see, mm-hmm. and then it just completely flips. Colors will change. They'll see people that are not there. They'll see like people making scary faces when they're not there. The world will stop moving. The world will go into black and white. That's terrifying. And then it switches back. Did you think about um, that priceless pizza? Brandon Brandon Swanson Brandon Swanson since he had bad eyesight and like he just yeah disappeared into mm-hmm. thin air yeah he could have been seen something I think that he was definitely actually went there. to a parallel universe after editing that episode he just stepped into a parallel universe yeah there's mm-hmm. no trace of him not even his cell phone um there is 
no cure for this, but oftentimes the hallucinations start to happen less often. And I'm wondering if that's because then you just continue to lose your eyesight. Right. You just go blind. Because that's why. Can you, like, take my eyes out, please? Yeah. Um, since there's no cure, the NHS uh, suggests taking proper rest and sleep at night. Oh. Using b- very bright light bulbs in your home um, so that everything's illuminated more so that hopefully your brain doesn't distort it. And using a magnifying device to make things bigger when needed and getting regular eye tests. So just like, getting like glasses that turn everything huge. Yeah, that is what is recommended for the NHS in Britain. Very nice. Love it. Get proper rest and then maybe you will stop hallucinating. <laughs> I'd honestly just be like, take out my eyes, please. I know. That's so, like, it just it scares me that it's not all the time mm-hmm. that it can just like they feel like they're being like they're like stepped into an alternate reality. That scares me. So there are some disorders that maybe you could develop in the future. And it's scary because it's all not real. It's all in your head. But also, who knows if anything is real because your brain just interprets the signals that your eyes send it. Also, like, maybe you just have a really shitty person that's simulating you. That too. Just saying. That too. It's the bottom of the eighth grade class that got you. (laughs) Like, what if your eyes aren't blue? What if they're purple? I'll never know. I don't know. All white is bright pink, apparently. (laughs) I'm just saying, like, what if... It's just nuts that we're taught things like that. Like if I go I like, know. like the letter A is the letter, like, I don't know. Like it's made up. It, like <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense to me. I'll go down that rabbit hole and I'll like freak myself out. And your brain named itself and your brain researches itself. No, I don't like that. A brain cut another brain. Helen did experiments on it. Well, it's just like, if you look at yourself in the mirror for too long, you'll like yeah. completely mm-hmm. uh, like compartmentalize your face. Mm-hmm. I was talking to my students. They saw, I had something on the screen. It was like a pattern that was on the screen. And one of my kids was like, oh my gosh, that's a sloth. It was like a little like galaxy background. I had Mm -hmm. it paused and he was like, that's a sloth. And I was like, what? And he like circled it with his finger and it was like, literally looked like a sloth. So then I told my kids about how the human brain always tries to look for faces Mm -hmm. to keep itself safe. I was like, that's why like you look at eye sockets or not eye socket. Oh God. (laughs) So you look at outlets outlets and like you think it looks like a face or like you see something like wood that you think looks like a face it's because your brain is always trying to look for a face Mm -hmm. that creeps me out too because then that's why i feel like people see like people in like the background of their pictures Mm -hmm. and stuff because your brain is just always trying to find a face well you know that our brains can't make up faces right yeah so like anytime you mm -hmm. have like a nightmare or something it's from yeah all the people in your dreams you've seen before creepy it's super creepy the brain is scary it is scary and we don't know that much about it yeah it's terrifying our brain needs to research our brains more maybe we should just cut more corpus glossums yeah let's see (laughs) i keep wanting to say corpus crispy christy (laughs) corpus crispy (laughs) it's the new sandwich yeah so there's some syndromes that you could get after like a brain injury or a single migraine (laughs) (laughs) also like normal brain disorders like alzheimer's Mm -hmm. that's terrifying you just you die because you forget how to breathe Mm -hmm. that's or you are slowly starving to death because you just haven't eaten and you don't realize that you haven't eaten yeah terrifying scary did you know that if you take benadryl on a regular basis you're like 40 something percent more likely to develop dementia no yeah 
when people used to take Benadryl, like it was like Claritin or Zyrtec, they're taking that every night instead of like a preventative medication. Maybe that's why everyone has dementia now. Yeah, and the lead. They're they're lead poisoned, they're taking Benadryl, and they've bought guns. <laughs> the boomers cannot be stopped. They're unhinged. They are. Oh my god, that's hilarious. I'm glad that our target market on Spotify is like 20s to 30s. <laughs> All of the old people have turned us off. Um, My boss listens to our podcast. Did I tell mm-hmm. you that? I get him a ton of unicorn stuff. Mm-hmm. And I keep doing it. And he was like, I don't know where you find all this stuff, but I swear to God, if I listen to an episode and I hear that you're like asking people for links to unicorn stuff. And oh I was like, my God. You know I didn't think about that, but now I will. Do you like put it in his office or what? Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Beautiful. It, it's, uh, I got him one that, the, you know, like the octopus that was trending on TikTok where you flip it upside mm-hmm. down and it's like angry. Yeah, I got I him that one. from my classroom. I ha- I got him one that's a unicorn. Mm-hmm. So it's either an angry unicorn or a happy unicorn. Yeah. And so he's like, it's my daily mood ring. And he has it like on his desk so that you can know if he's in a good mood or a oh bad mood. Oh my God. <laughs> I love it. He's so funny. That's so cute. I have, yeah, I have that in my classroom. His name is Jimmy, and Jimmy doesn't like loud noises. And so I'll f- I've sent you videos of this. No, you have I not. I have. He's a little octopus. I've definitely sent you videos because I've taken a video of myself where my classroom was super, super loud, and I have flipped Jimmy over to be mad, and I've put him on my head, and you can just hear it all of a sudden go silent. And they're like, oh, Jimmy, Jimmy, oh, my God, Jimmy's mad, Jimmy's mad. And they get so quiet. <laughs> Man, kids are mm-hmm. wild. But then it like fits perfectly on top of my head so I can walk around with it really easily. And then one day I was filling up my water bottle in the hallway and my <laughs> boss was looking at me really weirdly. And I was like, oh, just getting my water. And he was like, what the hell is on your head? And I was like, oh yeah, an octopus, an angry octopus. Oh my God. Just forgot that it was there. It fits so, so you're well. You're like, can you read the room, sir? Yeah. <laughs> this means I'm mad. Don't even look at me. So he filled my water bottle in peace. I want to get passive aggressive, like middle fingers to put around the house yes. when Cody doesn't do a task. Like just. No, don't do that because I don't do tasks. Oh my God. Well, <laughs> sometimes it's hard. Yeah, sure, but. <laughs> I know. Well, I'm back on my ADHD medication. You finally so. got it, refilled? Yes. So I'm doing much better. I haven't. Cody got really mad at me because I kept forgetting to take my meds. I, I know. It's really you just bad. got back on them. I just got back on them. And then I forgot the past couple nights because I keep falling asleep in Xander's room. Oh, And then Cody wakes yes. me up and I'm like half asleep. So I just go lay down. Yeah. And one I time totally I swallowed that. a pill wrong and I had like acid reflux for the next Ooh, three days. Oh my it God. Jesus. Cool. <sighs> That's creepy. Thank you for making me more scared of my brain than I You're already welcome. was. I mean... Every single one of them said, this is a rare neurological disorder. So hopefully you won't ever get it. Yeah, but like, you know, Zach had like a one in a million chance of getting diabetes from, uh, he had pneumonia. That's how he got diabetes? <laughs> yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. They're like, it's like a one in a million chance. So you probably won't get it. And he was like, God, I'm so unlucky. <laughs> oh my gosh. Or he's so lucky. Or like when we went to the hospital because he was almost going to mm-hmm. die and we took him in and he was like, yeah, you're you're like, there's no chance you're going to live. And he was like, I wouldn't say that because I yeah. am. <laughs> I also am. wasn't supposed to get diabetes. <laughs> it's not going to kill me now. Exactly. Oh my God. 
All right, guys, let us know which of these you are the most scared of. Yes, and also excuse my child for being happy the entire episode and screaming. Sorry. He's having so much fun. All right, you can follow us on social media. We are on Facebook at Aesthetically Displeasing, on Instagram at Aesthetically Displeasing Pod, and you can email us at Aesthetically Displeasing Pod at gmail.com. All right, bye, guys. Thank you.